Join with me in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. In just a moment, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16. The Apostle Paul went to the church at Ephesus. I'm sorry, wrote to the church at Ephesus. And in one place, his purpose was to highlight the complete provisions of God for the equipping of the saints. Paul did that with these words, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Christians are people who are fully equipped by God to accomplish all that God expects. We have all we need from God to know the truth, to speak the truth, and to grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ. That's the teaching of this passage. I want to issue a challenge to each one of us this afternoon with respect to our individual spiritual growth. Now, the question to be considered is not, have you been baptized? While baptism is essential, our present concern is life after baptism. And the question is, am I convinced that I'm growing? Are you convinced that you are growing? Let's take what the Bible says and engage in a full and honest assessment of ourselves, knowing that we are fully equipped by God to grow up. So if I'm not growing, the problem is on my end. That's the thesis or premise that we're going to be in pursuit of for the next several minutes. Let me be certain we know about this word growth. Our English word growth simply means an increase over time. An increase over time. Now, the word may be used in a number of different settings. The word may be used in an economic context. You will hear news reports about various measurements of the nation's economic growth or a community's economic growth. That's increase over time. In discussions about gardens and plants, the word growth 
finds a place in that agricultural setting and increase over time. And in the context of human beings, our physical bodies, there is change and growth that we experience over time, especially earlier in life for many of us. The word means increase over time. Now, when we talk about spiritual growth, we mean it in the good sense. So let me make the qualification here that not all growth is good. For example, if the doctor comes in and says, you have a growth and surgery will be required, that isn't considered to be good news. Or the Apostle Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, warned him that evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. Do we not see that in our country? 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. So generally speaking, the word growth identifies increase over time. Then context will indicate if the word is being used negatively or positively. When we speak of a Christian, when we talk about life after baptism, the Bible teaches there ought to be an increase over time in knowledge, in zeal, in involvement, and in closeness to God. And that's part of what Paul is talking about in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul is saying God has supplied everything we need for growth over time, everything we need to make progress. God has given His truth so that we are able to speak the truth in love. And then it says, may grow up in all things. This can be linked to the statement that Peter made in 2 Peter 3.18. There you read it as an imperative. Peter said, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That means God expects me to make some progress after my baptism. God expects you to make some progress after you've been baptized. No excuses, no debate, no question. God expects His people to improve, to grow, to increase over time in knowledge and in practice, in heart, in life, in attitude, in service to one another and to others. Progress is essential to maintain fellowship with God through Christ and to draw closer to God through Christ. Now, this growth of the Christian over time is a graduated process. I want to take you to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29. I'll give time for the people in New Jersey to turn to Mark 4, 26 to 29. If you were not here this morning, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll explain to you later. Mark 4, 26 through 29. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once, 
He puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Have you ever planted anything, a plant in your yard, a little vegetable garden? We all know a little something about agriculture. And we know that it is a process that always involves time. I'd like to go to my backyard and put seed in the ground and have fresh tomatoes the next day. But we know it doesn't work that way. A certain amount of time is built by God into the process. And that time must transpire after planting and before harvest. And that's what Jesus is talking about concerning kingdom growth and the growth of the citizens in the kingdom. And he uses the simplest terms. First, the blade, then the head, after the full grain in the head, etc. This is a process. It always requires some time. Growth is a process, graduated steps that require time. So I'm going to say one of the typical problems people have is to expect overnight growth. Seed in the ground today, tomatoes tomorrow. People expect that sometimes spiritually. To come to believe in Christ and be baptized in Him, and then after baptism, expecting almost instant maturity. And I have seen in people the nearly frantic desire to learn it all at once. To take a crash course in the Bible. To enroll in some sort of accelerated program. And to take some very quick leap on to maturity. That kind of passion is ill-advised. It is unrealistic. It is not according to what the New Testament says about growth. Spiritual growth in particular is a process that will always involve time. Now, I need to be in pursuit of it, but it will always involve time. It is a graduated thing. Shortcuts are not recommended. So God wants us to grow in knowledge and in practice, in discernment, in love and sincerity. He has equipped us for that by every step that Paul describes in Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. He is given through that process in Ephesians 4, His Word. We are to read it and apply it. Growth means years of devotion, regular self-examination, and self-determination is at the root of it. You must want to. I'll get to that later. We will do well to consider... Fellowship with God through Christ cannot be maintained in the absence of personal, spiritual development, even if you're part of a group that's doing well. Spiritual growth cannot occur in the absence of one's individual determination. Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, that's the introduction. I'm ready for the heart of this study now. Growth will not happen if you don't take personal responsibility. Growth doesn't happen just because of time. It happens because of your good use of time. Let it sink in. I'll say it again. 
Growth doesn't happen just because of time. It happens because of my good use of time. The truth is, if we don't take responsibility for our growth, it will not happen because it's not automatic. If you think growth will happen simply because of time or age, you might be like that man that Tennessee Ernie Ford spoke about one time. There are probably only three or four people here who have heard of Tennessee Ernie Ford, but he was a country western singer and sometimes southern philosopher. And he said one time, he talked about a man who started out at the bottom and he sort of liked it there. See, God has given us his word for growth. Not just to take us to the baptistry, but for growth. And growth won't happen unless I decide I want to grow. And then I re-decide that every day and I get up and become engaged in that process. Growth will not happen if we don't take personal responsibility. And growth will not happen if you don't read and study. Having your own Bible is important. But you'll need to use it, read it, study it. What if you had a car, but you never put gas in it or learned to drive? What if you bought groceries, but you didn't prepare them and eat them? What if you bought a new computer, but you didn't take it out of the box? Well, you see the point. You cannot grow without reading and studying the book God gave for growth. Failure to grow is often directly related to an unused Bible. Now, there are people who gain knowledge, but never put it into practice. I need to offer that qualification. But what a sad thing that many people who were baptized years ago have never really experienced the joy of digging deep into the Word of God and finding the treasures of truth and drawing closer to God. If you don't read the Bible, here's the deal. God is trying to talk to you and you're not listening. God sent you a letter and you're not reading. God gave you a textbook on character and spiritual growth and how to go to heaven and you're not opening the book. You can't grow that way. It is not happening. And growth won't happen if you don't change. I'm going to go to James chapter 1 with this. James chapter 1. The curse of stagnation is often due to learning without doing. Knowledge gained but not knowledge practiced. James chapter 1, 21 to 24. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. 
But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. I'm going to conclude that hearers only cannot grow. And I'm going to mark that down in my mind as a stubborn fact. Hearers only cannot grow. Hearers who are doers can grow. We read and study and learn from Scripture to change our lives, to become what we are not right now. I'll repeat. We read and study and learn from Scripture to change our lives and to become what we are not right now. Make it your goal to read and study and learn and then change. To grow beyond your present level of devotion to the Lord. That the Lord desires this is apparent. He equips the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. You see what you open yourself to when you're not growing? Rather, Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So, are you growing up in all things? God has equipped us to grow in. Am I growing? If you reach the age of 100 or more, if you spend 80 years or more of your life as a Christian, still, there will never come a time when you're finished growing. There will never come a time when you're finished growing. There will always be more that you can do, more that you can learn, better attitudes you can refine and cultivate, more effort that you can make as a member of the Lord's church, and closer you can move to God. There may be talents and potentials inside of you that only need your discipline and your determination to come to the surface. All that we've been talking about is captured so well by Peter when he said, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All that we're talking about tonight will matter not only in this life, 
But when you leave this life, it will matter so much then. Make the choice. Redetermine to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. Let's be standing as we sing.